0: Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. All this focus focus is supposed to be scientific, scientific, scientific. You have entered Back from the Borderline, where we walk willingly into the darkness within our minds and return home to ourselves, transformed. I'm your host, Molly. I spent most of my life numbing the pain and emptiness inside me, unaware that my self sabotaging behaviors and thoughts were destroying my ability to connect with myself and other people. One day, I decided I was sick enough of my own bullshit to hear life calling, telling me it was time for a change, and I decided to answer that call. On this podcast, we'll learn that when we see ourselves as the hero of our own journey, it gives us the best chance at finding our inner truth and integrity. Together, we we'll learn to hold complex feelings, expand our consciousness and self-awareness while making meaning of our suffering. Are you ready to find out who you are underneath the weight of everything that's been keeping you stuck? If the answer is yes, follow me down the rabbit hole of psychological and spiritual growth. I'm so glad you're here. And with that, let's dive straight in to the episode. hi everyone welcome back this is another round of molly and cody my dog on a walk in the witchy woods the last episode where i just did this walking asmr experience vibe episode was received really well lots of good feedback on that so you are going to be hearing walking noises in the woods while I talk to you about a topic that I thought of this morning and it had such an impact on me and sort of had prompted a breakthrough, little Oprah aha moment that typically I'd write down and write an email to myself and say, okay, talk about this topic in a podcast episode But then I have an email inbox full of all of these. And instead today I decided pick up the damn phone and go on a walk and do another walking recording episode and act on the inspiration. So here's, that's what I'm doing with you now. Also as a side note, an update from last time, for those of you who listened to the last episode on my walk, I was breaking in my new Doc Martens, the worst idea I ever had. Like let's go on an 45 minute long walk in the woods to break in your new doc martens well i had like silver dollar sized blister on one of my feet and then the other one had just like a conglomeration of other blisters so um had to get hydrocolloid bandages to put on these motherfuckers and let's just say i couldn't even go on a walk for a few days they were gnarly blisters so now i'm back in my hiking boots and we're back in the woods my blisters are on the mend being cushioned by beautiful hydrocolloid bandages, which are, by the way, God's greatest gift on man- to mankind. <laughs> um, hot tip if you get cold sores or even zits, like really gnarly zits on your face. Hydrocolloid bandages, they make little zit patches that are like hydrocolloid bandages. I've never said that word hydrocolloid so many times in my fucking life. They work like a charm on zits. They work like a charm on cold sores. Get them. They will change your life. They also work great on blisters. So, what's the topic that I actually wanted to talk to you about today? Ah, death. Death. If I walk through also if I walk through one more spider web, if I scream in this episode, it's because I walked through a spider web. I've done that about 3 times this morning and had breakdowns each time. So I may have to edit out a mini breakdown. Death is what I want to talk about today, but I am going to talk about death in a way that won't freak you out. I'm hoping, right? Well, it will freak you out as little as a topic of death can not freak you out, right? Because it's, it's a terrifying topic to most people, but I'm going to talk about it in a way that I'm hoping will ease a little bit of that fear and if not at least help you look at the concept of death and what that means for the way that like we live our life and the way we suppress that fear how it really fucks up our time on this earth I was just reading I'm reading a book right now that's just really talking about um a lot of the sexism, racism, misogyny, and classism, and just all the isms that are seeped into what psychiatry today has become. And it's making me really angry and sad and frustrated, but it did help me come to this sort of epiphany this morning. I was just thinking, all of the things that we do, the ways that we react, the coping mechanisms we have, the ways we treat other people, the people we choose to stay too long with, the opportunities we don't take, the good risks that we don't take, I would say that there are sometimes dangerous risks that we, we take <laughs> that maybe we shouldn't. But that our fear of death also comes into that too. What I'm trying to say is, is I noticed something in myself the last couple of weeks because I've been really practicing what I preach in these episodes. Guys, I, (laughs) I really live this shit every day and to the best of my ability, by the way, which is like, I'm human and I fuck up multiple times a day. But I've got this shit top of mind is what I'm saying at all times. And I'm not beating myself up about stuff, but I'm observing my thoughts, observing my patterns. And I'm going, hmm, that's interesting. I'm noticing that happens a lot. Why could that be? And one of those things that I notice a lot is my avoidance of big, complicated feelings. For example, things like going to visit my grandmother in the nursing home, thinking about just the concept of nursing homes at all, fills me with such emotion, dread, fear, sorrow, like almost like a beauty, so many big, huge life feelings that it terrifies me. And so I used to not want to go visit my grandma in the nursing home, and I had these horrible feelings of guilt because all I wanted to do was see my grandma, but I couldn't bear to see her there in a place that just screamed death and decline and abandonment. It even just stops my... my ability to even talk now. Those feelings, the feelings when you watch like a movie, you know, that just hits you, that is so profoundly sad, or it's so moving about the human experience. And it's almost like you'd rather just not. I've had my partner loves cinema, right? Loves beautiful art and, uh, Often he wants to watch like sad movies and it's so (laughs) like when you say sad movies, it sounds so basic because he wants to watch movies that evoke the human experience, right? That are artistic cinema. But sometimes those things are so heavy. They make me, I feel them and they make me feel feelings that I have suppressed for so long that when they come out in those short bursts, I can't suppress them. We watched a movie called... I think it's called The Ghost. I could be wrong. But again, this movie was about death. And this man living as a ghost, he's like wearing a comedic ghost like costume. Imagine stereotypical ghost, like a person with a (laughs) literal sheet with holes cut out for eyes. And he kind of like just exists through the movie after he dies and he's existing in the house with his girlfriend and then you watch um, her move out and he stays there as the ghost and a new family moves in and a new family moves in and he's there as the ghost and then in the future, the house is getting demolished and he's still there as the ghost wandering around this new corporate building and just that was so... Heavy for me. And if it's heavy for you too, and if this is like making those feelings come up for you that are like, oh my God, uh uh-uh, uh, don't go here, we have to explore those places. And that's exactly what I've been doing. So I've been noticing how much I avoid. And just don't want to look at suffering, death, um, injustices. It hurts so much. And I want to press those feelings down because it makes me think of death, dying. It makes me remember I'm going to die, that my family is all going to die, that the person that I love right now is going to die, my dog's going to die those feelings are so incredibly overwhelming and not only that people with big emotions like us we think about that shit a lot and it's normal to think about that shit a lot but when we've trusted people in our lives and tried to open up about those feelings we're either labeled crazy hysterical Too much. Why are you thinking about that stuff? Don't think about it. It's because us bringing that up touches that fear in them. So, do you see where I'm going right now? Is that the biggest core issue at the heart of all of it is the fear, everyone's fear. Even someone who says, I'm the most neurotypical psychiatrist or therapist. And you go to them and you touch them with that fear of death and dying. For some people, it's too much. But when you encounter someone who has gone to those dark places and is watching that fear of death from a higher self, a higher witness, you can tell when you come across a person like that. You can tell that they've gone into their shadows. You can feel it. And friends, I would rather be a fucking person who is aware of that shadow. Who can from the witness view that fear of death that exists in me. And it exists in other people too. And that it's driving almost every single behavior that we would deem, quote-unquote, problematic or hurting us. They're just not talking about it. And it underpins everything. So I'm not here to tell you you're never going to die, that people around you aren't going to die. But wouldn't you rather spend the life that you have now being aware of it courageously and saying, I'm going to take this fucking baton that I've been given as far as I fucking can in this race. I'm going to, I don't want to just sit down because you can. And that's okay too. You know, like that's your decision because sometimes, sometimes that happens to people. And it's such, it's so sad it fills me with sadness. I've sat down in the race. That's for fucking sure. And I really have felt like it's not fucking worth it. Like, what is the fucking point? I've thought that too a lot. But then I think that I want to just, I want to run the baton forward. I want to leave my mark in my way. Cause if I'm going to be here, I want to. I want to stretch myself and sometimes I'm going to fall down and fuck up. But you know, really when they say that the most, the people that have made the biggest impact in this world, they fucked up so hard (laughs) and the differentiator was they just got back up. I know that sounds stereotypical. You know, you fall and get back up. That's it. That really is what it's about. And then you go, <laughs> okay, you fall and get back up and fall and get back up and then you die. What's the point? Yeah, I know. I fucking know. And you know, I don't think that those types of feelings that like, what is the point? Like kind of creeping in where where it sometimes all feels a little bit like bullshit. I don't think that ever goes away. And if you think that the goal of mental health is is that is to just be completely devoid of big feelings you're going to f- exist in a state of happiness at all times if that's your your finish line you are going to be disappointed the fear of death is keeping us stuck and we're not conscious of it that's the thing once you become conscious of kind of those those things that you press down within yourself because of that. And I think that so many of us fear death so much, especially those of us with huge feelings, big emotion, emotion dysregulation problems. We are afraid of like the empty void of death because to us, it feels like nothing's there. It's just forever emptiness and for people like us, that's the mo- that is the most terrifying thing <laughs> because we're already afraid of silence and alone time and being abandoned. And so for those of us who don't have a sense of self-compassion, who don't have a sense of identity, that is our ultimate hell, is forever nothingness. Just because that vast, empty void... Was something I knew I couldn't avoid. I felt in my darkest times like just whatever, if that's gonna be the result anyway, then just fucking make it happen faster. What is the point? I stick around and watch everyone around me die and watch my life go to shit, or I can just be done now. And I feel guilt and shame for my family members, but it's too much. I get those feelings. Oh my God, I fucking get it. And the problem is if you go in and talk to some therapist about that, some, some, or your friends or your family, you're going to touch that fucking terrifying button inside of them. Because if you voice that to someone, especially your family or friends that are unconscious to this too, nothing wrong with it, by the way, I'm not shading them. If you voice that, Oh, man, you touch their fucking death fear button. And so it's easier to say, well, you're crazy. You need help. Get those feelings away from me is what they're really saying. I don't want you touching on this very real thing. The realest thing, actually. The realest thing. I don't want to fucking talk about it. Because you're scaring me with your feelings. That shit makes me mad, guys, because I think that is why so many kids or teenagers are labeled and people in general are labeled with personality disorders and all sorts of sh- sh- man-made fucking labels like this. And when by man-made, I mean literally man-made. Will save my hyper feminist, uh, critique of the psychiatry industry for another episode. But that's why is because we are touching on a truth and sometimes feelings that bring something up their darkness up inside of them and they want to get us away so they can go back to blissful ignorance So here's the thing. We're not going to be able to change that. This is where we'll fall into a trap. It's like, well, okay, but still I'm living in a world of people like that. What's the point? I know I get it, but there are people out there who want a better world like me. I receive so many messages from all of you. I know you as a listener don't see that. And then I think about all of you that are listening that have never even reached out to me before or never will. That's fine. I've never reached out to any of the podcast uh, podcasters I've been listening to for years that feel like family to me. I know you're out there. There are so many of us that are feeling these feelings. And there's just the systems and the most powerful people have created an environment where our stories aren't getting out. The way we're feeling, it's not getting out. It's not the status quo, but I think it can be. And we can raise our kids like that. Not letting someone's big emotions or a profound thing on a movie make you shut off because it makes you feel something too big that you were told was wrong to feel when you were a child. And so you've equated that with with bad. (laughs) It's as simple as that. So how have I started to develop a different relationship with the idea of death? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, Spirituality. And by that, I mean, there's a quote that I've talked about on the podcast before. But it says, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I really like that quote, because it's been very, very true of my path toward recovery from my rock bottom moment which now I really do believe is like a dark night of the soul experience. I've had multiple of those in in my life. But from my rock bottom moment to where I'm at now, I have had the right resources, the right authors, the right things have just popped up along the way. And as most of you know, my journey into spirituality really started with just finding Dr. Elliot Adams' book about tarot. And I had him on as a guest of the podcast, which was a super dream come true for me. For those of you that haven't listened long time, but for those of you that did have been OG listeners, reading Elliot's description of the tarot cards, when I was like in a really dark place for me, I was drawing a tarot card every morning and kind of letting that be the meditation to my day because I really felt like I wasn't spiritually strong enough to meditate. I was terrified to even meditate because my thoughts were so triggering to me. So to have him on as a guest, like six months later after I started the podcast and to be able to talk to the person who, whose words really like spiritually nourished me through such a dark period was so such a big moment for me, for me you know, the right people have appeared. So I found Elliot. So I started dabbling in the tarot. I started looking into tree of life stuff, Buddhism, everything I found in my path toward understanding what spirituality meant to me, whether I studied paganism, read Rumi, (laughs) um, really dove into the work of some Catholic mystics like St. Teresa of Avila and St. John of the Cross and even more modern Christian mystics that are practicing something called the Centering Prayer where they're really combining things with Buddhism. The more I look into all of these different types of spirituality, so many of them are saying the same thing. And that is to trust that there is some kind of more advanced knowing in existence that is guiding you. And that is within you. Within every single person, there is a spark that you were born with And there is a way, a unique way in existence that you will shine in the way that will make you the happiest, not the way that society says shining should look. That's important. I used to think that I wanted to be a famous singer because I loved writing music. And then I experienced record label meetings. I actually moved to LA. I had a manager. I started that path. I was gigging in London for a bit. And I realized I didn't want that path. I was sitting in that record label meeting. And now when I look back, I'm like, this is just a bunch of people saying, here's how you should funnel your creativity in a way that can be most profitable to society, right? And now that I'm doing what I'm doing now, I realize, wow, I can have my creativity. I still make music. I still can speak my truth in this way through my podcast. And my life might be like someone's worst nightmare. They may be like, wow, I don't want to be doing that, but this life is great for me. And it's not one that was prescribed. I get asked by family members when are you having babies? You know, people want you to, to follow the prescribed life pattern and avoid thoughts of death until you inevitably can't avoid those thoughts anymore. I don't want that path. I want to be aware of death now. I want to be aware of all the different ways that other people and myself try to suppress and avoid those feelings so that it won't make me live in fear and it won't make me live out of alignment with who I really am. Those feelings of fear of death, abandonment, not wanting to touch those big feelings and pushing them down made it so I lashed out at other people that I love. It made me isolate myself. It made me scared to try new things. It made me sit in bed paralyzed all day pretty much with, with just numbness. I don't want to go back to that. Our bodies know that what society is asking us to do right now, the ways it's asking us to live, it doesn't help our mental health very much now, does it? That's, I think what I was trying to say, it's not conducive to mental wellness. Same fucking thing. Of course we feel fucking numb and empty if you're following the prescription that's been laid out for you because there's not one prescription for everyone. Everyone is happy at different doing different things. There could be someone who's living their happiest best life as a professional gambler. There could be someone who is living their happiest and best life live streaming video games. Ditto with someone starting their own jewelry line. I could not do that. I don't have the attention span to sit and do tiny little detailed things like that. But some people are amazing at it. Maybe you love doing hair. Maybe you love teaching people. Some people love that. And some people would say, I would rather die than be a teacher. Right? Dramatic thing to say for sure. But that's that's what I'm trying to tell you right now. I feel like people that are, when you were looking out into the media sphere, the only versions of success we can see are just like a few very limiting paths to success. I was just talking to Zaz, my boyfriend the other day. I'm everyone knows who Zaz is, but uh, that's a long time listener. But for those of you that are new, Zaz is my boyfriend and he was just talking about how there is a jazz guitarist who he is a super fan of and i don't know this guy and, and he is incredibly talented by the way i'm talking like so 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 talented but i never heard of him nor have you probably as i said this guy is like a millionaire and no one knows who he is but he's living his best fucking life he's owning his niche He is extremely, he's picked his area of mastery and he's shining. So I encourage you to really think about that because maybe this sense of lethargy that you're feeling, this emptiness is because you don't like the fucking path that's been prescribed for you. That's okay. And it's okay to not know exactly who the fuck you are. You don't have to make any decisions right now. You just have to start having these moments of awareness. That's it. And that brings me back to spirituality. Now that I've been living in alignment with this, it's made me believe in God. Because I don't have mental health problems anymore like I used to. And I used to be suicidal, not leaving bed, very underweight, And unable to hold down a job, keep a relationship, but everything looked perfect from the outside. Lots of Instagram followers. And I didn't believe in anything. Nothing. I wanted to. That's the thing. I wanted to. When I saw people that had like a sense of, whether that be someone who is a Buddhist monk Catholic mystic, you know, when you come across someone that's just centered in their beliefs, they don't push them on other people. They are not spiritual guru TM on Instagram (gasps) trying to sell you a fucking course or some shit. They're not trying to convert you, but you know, when you meet a person and they just know that they're a They're a part of something bigger and that they know that all they have to do is be themselves and do their little part. And by that, I mean, all of our parts are little parts. And when we really believe that it's just us alone here in the world, I think a lot of people mistake that for narcissism, but I really think a lot of that is because they genuinely are like paralyzed in this fear of death. And it's all about me. It's all about the me show. And that's a terrifying place to exist, so you have to erect a lot of bullshit walls and veils to make that make sense. That's just my hot take. And I think a lot of us that struggle with other man-made disorders can relate to that. Find something that you believe in. Go exploring. Start finding your teachers. Because I really do believe that five years ago, I wasn't ready for some of this stuff. And it's okay not to be ready, to not be ready rather. It's okay. But if you are ready to start dipping your toe into that, that can be a beautiful thing. I hope that this was helpful for you. And I wanna acknowledge if you've listened this far, just your bravery for that because I can imagine that some people will maybe have not even clicked into this episode or they will have stopped it as soon as I talked about some stuff that touched those hot buttons. And that's okay. I'm not definitely not here to shame anyone about that because that was me (laughs) a few years ago too. But when you are ready you'll be able to listen to this all the way through and you'll be able to start being more aware of how that fear of death dying losing everyone we love inevitably and ourselves and our you know youth all of this drives you you in ways that you don't know right now, but you can become aware of them if you start this process and it's a lifelong journey that's never ending. It's just awareness. Or you can stay unconscious to it because I'll tell you what most people do. A lot of people who ignore and suppress these feelings are quote unquote neurotypical, as we'd like to call them, which is a word that I think is utter bullshit. Neurotypical doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Are there various levels of functioning as society says we should function? Absolutely. For sure. But I don't like the word neurotypical because it's just like, what is the definition? I don't think anyone really knows. Be aware of these feelings that you're having. Be aware of them in other people. It will allow you to be more compassionate to yourself, more compassionate to others. If you start not being afraid and sitting with those feelings, just sit with them and take that seat of your mother archetype, higher awareness. And when those feelings come up, say, it's okay. It's okay to feel these feelings. Everyone feels this way and it will pass. And once those feelings, the, the heaviness, because they come in waves, you know, when you get that fear of when something t- touches that fear of death in you, you can feel it well up and it gets almost too much to bear, but eventually it does pass. And usually we, we do something to suppress or ignore it, watch something, get TikTok out, pour a drink, smoke some weed. Call a friend, text someone, swipe on Instagram. Whoop, big feelings coming up. Don't want to feel that. Go to the distraction. If you just take a few extra seconds, a minute or two, to sit with that feeling and acknowledge its presence in you, that's your assignment this week. Just be aware of how often this happens. The cycle of big feeling, don't want to feel it, suppress it with some behavior action thing and try to see if maybe you can catch that in the people you love too. Do not tell them this. This is personal work. Don't be like, oh, (laughs) I'm noticing that maybe your fear of death is coming up. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) This is for people to figure out on their own. This is not something that we need to teach or advise people. As I've said, When the student is ready the teacher appears so maybe that's this today for you you're ready so my friend that's about all i have to say on this matter well that's not at all true i could ramble on about this for a much longer time but because this is such a heavy topic this is huge this is the biggest topic just digest that for now And know that you don't have to do anything right now. Just think about all the time that you've spent thinking there was something wrong with you. For having big feelings, for expressing the weight of existence to other people. And at least free yourself from the feeling of feeling like there was something wrong with you because now you know that you were just touching that person's deep fear and it was too painful for them to even think about. That's it. There's nothing wrong with you. And hopefully you can have even just the tiniest bit of compassion for the person who maybe shamed you for having those emotions, abandoned you, pushed you away. Have some compassion for them because the same thing probably happened to them. We can stop this cycle. We can realize that there's nothing wrong with us for these big feelings, that death and all of these things are also part of the human experience. But it's the way that we look at them and the way that we decide if we want to take the baton, run it as far as we can, in the way that feels best to us, not the way that society is telling us to do it. Don't let other people tell you how to run your race. That's up to you. And the moment that you start running your race in a way that is out of alignment or is someone else's prescriptive pattern, it's not gonna feel right. We have to develop the courage to access the inner knowing that really does exist within us. That's God to me, God, spirit, the divine. How did William Shakespeare write what he wrote, the words he wrote, the complex, cadences and concepts that he touched on during the time that he was alive the archetypal nature of all of it how did he get those ideas it's because he was tuned in living his own path and he had access to that internal wisdom that lives inside of him jesus the buddha any spiritual leader if they're really tuned in, (laughs) will probably tell you that the divine is inside of you, right? In some capacity. People like Shakespeare were living in that divine part of them. Did he have ups and downs? Oh, yeah. But he was living in alignment. How are you going to try to start living more in alignment it all happens naturally when I tell you that the next steps will appear the teachers in your life will appear if you start having the courage to face these big feelings sit with them create inner stillness and spaciousness in your day start looking into spirituality if you want a really good place to start I will link some of my favorite books that have helped me on my spiritual path in the podcast description. I'll sit down and do that later. So go to the podcast episode show notes, which is just the description of this episode. You can access any app that you're using. And I'm going to put some books there that you can get started. Books, spiritual leaders that I found helpful. And I want to let you know that I have found spiritual advice that has given me breakthrough moments in my own spiritual path from almost every single major world religion. There's always a gem of, of goodness in there. Always. You just have to find it. And then you have to find the stuff that's like, hmm, maybe this was influenced by something that is not actually g- very godly, right? And it's pretty obvious if you use your common sense. And you're realizing that you are not finding religion to lose yourself. You're finding religion to find the God within you. That's an important distinction. And I think that's a really good note to leave this on. I love you all so very much. I hope you found this episode helpful. I salute you for bravely sitting through a topic that is really hard for most people to hear. And I will speak to you next time all right you messy amazing emotional fabulous human beings doing this life thing that is it for today's episode i want to thank you so much for listening because out of all the millions billions of podcasts in the world you chose to listen to mine and that means a lot to me And if you listen this far, I know you never want to miss a new episode. So to make sure that doesn't happen, click follow in your podcast player of choice and you will be alerted every time I drop a new one. To help me grow and help the podcast reach as many people as possible, go ahead and leave an honest rating and review. Not only that, I love to hear your feedback, so please share it with me. I read every single review and you just might hear it read out loud on the podcast. To connect with me directly, follow me on social media and keep up with all the new updates. You can find that all at backfromtheborderline.com. And as always, any articles, resources, or other helpful information you've heard today can be found in the description of this podcast episode, so don't forget to check out the show notes. And until we meet again, remember, life is a circle, a cycle, a process, separation, initiation,